One book can change someone's life. And one book and the story behind that book can help someone to create a business that helps so many other people to write their story and to create hundreds of books. This episode, you're going to hear how Athena Shack turned her trial and her challenges into a business and a ministry. Let's go. Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them. To me, that's full-time ministry. You Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them. To me, that's full-time ministry. And did I have to? Because Tati Daddy's is the like It brings in itself and then opens. I want to provide content and things that are going to help change lives. And I simultaneously want to, to receive a blessing from that. Now, here's your host, Kamon Hans. All right, we're back. Another great episode of the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. This is the podcast that endeavors to help you to discover your unique ministry, learn, teach you how to develop it into products and services, and help you deploy it and get it out into the marketplace. So, um, if you is, this is the first time watching this, we want to ask you to make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's the Monetize Your Ministry podcast channel. And make sure if you're listening to this on a podcasting platform, not only do you subscribe, we're asking you to leave us a rating and a review. And if you're one of our Facebook family, you're watching this on Facebook, here's what we ask you to do. Share it. Someone on your timeline, someone you know needs this information. And so we ask you to share it. All right. Listen. I've been trying to get this person on the podcast for a while. We've been trying to connect. She's one of the voices in the intro um, of the podcast for our old intro. And Athena is just someone who has impacted my life and so many lives. So today I want to introduce to some and to present to others our guest, Athena Shack. Athena, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you for having me. And I'm so glad we've finally been able to connect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We, well, listen, it's God's timing, right? So yes. even though we tried to do it before, I know this is the right time. Um, and I'm just so glad that you're going to add so much value to our listeners and our guests today. So I want to start off, for those who don't know you, who is Athena Shack? Tell people who is Athena Shack. I'd say um, author, publisher, CEO, ordained minister, but who is Athena Shack? Anything else I missed out? Let me check the list. <laughs> mom, um, wife, mom, right? What, yes. Mom, wife, all of those things. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm a servant of God, just here, just trying to live this life the best way I know how yeah. and to live on purpose. You know, That's I'm cool. super passionate about living on purpose um, and effectively in all of those roles, right? As a mom, as you know, as a minister, you know, as a publisher, I'm just I'm just here to to make my breath count. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So Athena, I told you I asked you this before we started so I could prepare you. I've done this well with some other guests. What is something about Athena? The people who know you, people who don't know you might be surprised to find out. Hmm. See, you didn't say all of that when you gave the preface. <laughs> So, <laughs> just answer the question I asked you before. Maybe that's okay. the easier. I think a, a lot of people don't know, especially now, um, mm -hmm. since I've been here in this area, I think a lot of people don't know that um, 
I went to college for uh, fashion, for fashion buying and merchandising. Um, and in high school, all I wanted to be was a fashion designer. Um, obviously, my college friends, you know, know that. But most people in my adult life have no idea that I have an associate's <laughs> in fashion buying and merchandising. And then after that, I, you know, I went on and found my true passion and calling, which happened to have been marketing at the time. So interesting i think see you didn't know that i didn't know that i'm surprised so i mean like fashion like were you were you in new york were you in that area like where well, were you that's where i went to college okay. because um you know i just for some reason had a love for fashion um i liked designing and i liked um sewing and making my own clothes i did that in high school um but i knew that you know i wasn't going to be this great big breakout fashion designer and i loved business so I did my research and learned that there was something called fashion and buying and merchandising, which was in that business realm. And so that was essentially someone who went into this, well, who bought for stores. So they would be the person that purchased all of the clothes and products that were in your stores. When I got into college, I realized that it was all math. And so it wasn't as exciting as mm -hmm. I read about. So I ended up um, doing marketing and I've been doing some form of marketing ever since. Wow, that's interesting. Athena, I know you you know how to sew and design and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's interesting. Uh, the stuff you find out about people by watching and listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. That's why I got to make sure you check out and subscribe. So you use the word research. I did my research. And if there's anything I know about you, Athena, that's a recurring theme. I did my research. I did my research. I did my research. You're going to hear that. Uh, that I'm sure you're going to hear that again. So marketing, that was your field of study. That was your area of work. How long did you work in that field of marketing? And, and kind of tell us about where that journey of marketing took you uh, for working for companies. So after graduating with my bachelor's in marketing at the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City. Okay, shout out. <laughs> uh, shout out. And so, you know, that, that's where, you know, I'm from. I'm, I'm living in Mississippi now, but I spent my whole adult, adult life in New York. So I stayed in New York. And so I started off as a product manager, believe it or not, for a tool company. Hmm. And so I was responsible. This, this is another interesting yeah. fact. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was um, I, I was a product manager for International Tool Company, and I was um, responsible for the profit and loss of one of like the largest um, uh, product lines in the company. Uh, spent two years there and I did. And that's where I learned uh, a lot more about graphic design because I was responsible for catalog work overseeing, you know, graphic designers and such. So um, I already started to get that eye for placement and white space and fonts and things, things that now that I just wow. love. Yeah. Um, so it, it all starts coming together in that awful job that was tools, but <laughs> it, was, it was awful. Um, so but I was responsible for, you know, direct sales, profit and loss and things. And then I, I really um, found... Um, my passion, and I ended up in advertising and media. So I went for a uh, went to work for a an African American advertising agency in New York City, and I was um, in the media department. So I was responsible for planning media, and so this is where we take the 
the advertisements that were produced in the company. And then we decided where those advertisements were placed, whether it was radio, well, which, well, whether if it was radio, which mediums, radio, television, print, billboards, those were the only things we were doing back yeah, then. There was no social media back then, right? No social media back then. So it was traditional media now. Um, and so my job and our job was to decide, you know, which channels, which stations, which magazines. So I got to work with, um, you know, huge companies, you know, financial institutions, telecommunications institutions, the largest advertiser in the world, um, pharmaceutical, if I, if I mentioned. So those were our clients and we got to manage their multicultural advertising business. And so that's where my advertising, media, marketing, all of that um, played in. And I did that for a good 10 years. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you're, you're doing marketing and, and it sounds like even, and just I want someone to hear this, right? Sounds like even as you're working in the broad field called marketing, it's becoming more narrow in terms of your focus. The more things that you do, the more you expose, the more um, you are put into different roles. It's becoming more you're getting wide exposure, but your mm -hmm. interests are becoming more narrowed and more focused. Is that you just kind of reflect on that? Tell me if I'm, if I'm saying the right thing there. It was almost the other way around. OK, because of my undergrad degree and because I, I um was doing buying of buying they wanted you to have a full breadth of everything furniture jewelry you know a, a little bit of everything so i started out um broad but learning about a lot of different areas and which is great because i was able to isolate right that marketing and advertising area and and follow that but it started out you know pretty broad um but then even in media, there's so many different avenues, you know, mm -hmm. in that, in that, you know, marketing, advertising and media umbrella. So, and we're all kind of working together. It all worked together. So I was able to see, even if I didn't have um, direct contact with the creatives, right. I had to know what they were producing. You know, um, we would take the, the marketing goals and we would translate that into media. So, you know, even though I had a lane, I had exposure to so many other lanes, yeah. which was great because I I don't think I operate well in just one box. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. That's interesting, right? Because uh, now, now publisher, minister, CEO, uh, author, you you it's clear that you are you have your multi-passionate, multi-interested person, right? Right, right. And so for me, I struggled because I had, you know, the those multi-interests, the, the marketing, the business, you know, all of that, the media. And then I had ministry. You know, you add all of that into, well, now you got ministry. I struggled to find a bridge between the both for a long time because I knew there had to be one. I yeah. knew that, I didn't like. I didn't have to just be in the marketplace. I didn't have to just serve big corporations, which is mm -hmm. why I went to entrepreneurship. Um, I knew that I was created for more, to do more, and to serve more people. And so that's how I ended up into just 
entrepreneurship period. You know, before I got into, you know, publishing, you know, I did real estate. Um, when I left corporate America, I did real estate when I had my first son, Seth. Um, so I can have the independence and, and that entrepreneurial spirit was always there. And then um, when life shifted and I ended up, you know, in, in these parts here in Mississippi, um, I knew that more was required of me, hence the ministry part. But I also knew that all of that 10 plus years that I spent in the marketplace, I, I just knew it wasn't going to be a waste. I just didn't know how. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know how in the beginning. But I knew, like, God, you wouldn't have me have, you know, go through four years of college, two degrees in this field, have all of this great experience, exposure, and like not use it somehow, some way in ministry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so even going through seminary, three and a half years in seminary, I knew that there was a bridge. Yeah. I didn't, I could not even see it then. I could wow. not see that bridge then because everything is so isolated. Ministry is on one side and you have all of the box. You must tick the box. You can only be good in one area. You can only be gifted in one area. And that's what you have to do. Serve your local, you know, church in that one box. And so I struggled because I had more boxes to check. I had more yeah. than one areas of, you know, so I struggled for a long time trying to find that bridge, trying to get out the box <laughs> um, and, and not look like, you know, I'm, I'm super rebellious Yeah. and just live on purpose. And, and discover what that was until, you know, until it happened. You know, Athena, I've known you now, I think, 10 years. I think, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be at least close to that. And I'm finding close. out so much in this interview. Real estate, I, know, I didn't know you were in real estate. Yeah. Um, and so that was your first uh, foray into entrepreneurship. And you mentioned it's because your son was born and it sounded like you wanted to spend more time with him. And mm -hmm. so you, you started that journey of entrepreneurship with real estate. But as you mentioned, like you could not see the bridge. And it seems like for a lot of us, we find the connection in reverse, not going forward. Right. We don't purposefully like try to connect the dots. The dots are connected when we look backwards in life. Yes. You know, and it's interesting. You know, the dots were there. Mm -hmm. They were there. I could not or did not connect the dots until tragedy hit, life hit, all the plans that I had for myself just went out the window. And that's when I saw the dots form into the picture that God wanted for me. You know, I started, you know, planning the life that I wanted, you know, went to the school that the only school that I wanted to go to, live in the place that I wanted to. Um, answer the, the portions of the call that I wanted to. And then like, you know, God said, go ahead, you know, gave me, you gave me what I asked for. Um, but there were all these little dots. And yeah. then when life shifted, I saw the picture. Finally, I saw the picture that God wanted me to go in this next, you know, this next season, this next journey of my life. And then it was like an awakening. You know, it yeah. was like the birds were chirping, you know, lights flashed. Like I, I got it. I, I saw where God wanted me to go, who he wanted me to be. And I finally saw the connection between the pull for ministry and my experience in the marketplace. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and publishing for me became my bridge. Yeah. Writing my first book became my bridge. And so now I can comfortably live in the one place because it's it's I'm no longer on the bridge. <laughs> I'm no longer on the bridge, but now I can live in one place authentically be um, be who I am as a as a mother or wife, as a servant, as a minister, as an author, as a publisher, and not feel like, you know, I'm being pulled in 18, I can 18 different places. I'm I'm just me living yeah. on purpose in all of those, you know, it sounds like a lot and it is, but um, you know, when you're graced for it, Ooh. it doesn't feel, you know, like it's, you're tragically doing all of these things. Yeah, you're graced for it. That's a good word. So Athena Shack is our guest today. She's the CEO of Water Springs Media. And I want to get to that. So you talked about uh, tragedy and life hits. And then you wrote a book out of that. And from writing that book, sounds like now there was some clarity. And then you moved into not just writing and publishing your book, but becoming a publisher to help others publish your book. Talk to me about, and I think this is the hard thing for a lot of us after a huge tragedy. One, we, we almost pull away from God, right? So it sounds like you move toward ministry. A lot of us move away from it. And then secondly, it sounds like it's, it's through that that you became clearer on, okay, this, these are some next steps God is asking me to take. Can you just kind of talk to us about what, how, how God like, met you there and de developed you in that part of your journey? Well, when I was about, um, I think about 21, 22, um, you know, in prayer, God told me that I would write a book. Among some other things, really try, just trying to call me again because, you know, I was hard headed, you know, so just trying to call me again. And, and part of that was, you know, you're going to write a book. You know, at 21 years old, I don't care that I had, you know, two degrees under my belt. I still didn't know anything about anything enough to write a whole book about it. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I put it away. And so when life hit the way that it did, um, I knew immediately, oh, this is what the book is going to be about. This is this is the source of of the book because now I I was um, I had this great strong foundation that had crumbled right, and so now I knew that I was on a journey for healing, restoration, um, redemption, and I knew that other people will need to know how I made it over because I'm not the only one that went through things. I'm not the only one that was going through things. I'm not the only one that suffered loss. And I wrote a, a book about all of that. And what was the, the title? Sorry for those uh, who. I know, but just, I just realized I didn't mention it. So Grace for the Journey. Mm -hmm. Grace for the Journey, Navigating Through um, Tragedy, Trauma, or Loss. And it was specifically for Christians, believers who are strong in the faith, you know, Saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, running for their life. I, I did not miss a Sunday school. I taught Sunday school for, mm -hmm. for 10 years. I was faithful, but yet life still happens. Tragedy still happens. And even as a Christian, it can rock you to the core to the point that you can and will turn your back on God, mm -hmm. that you can, you know, have your faith shaken to the point of 
I don't know. I don't know. You know, questioning God, questioning all these things. And so my journey and part of my healing was writing and allowing God to heal me in all of the broken areas. Every, every single one had a category because it was a lot. It, it was a lot. Um, every, every single broken area I wrote about, I researched, I, I, I figured out um, where I can find healing and hope for that particular area because there was so much involved in what I went through and I just wrote, I wrote, I wrote. So at the end of the day, I, I was being healed. I was writing about my process, what I was hearing for God and, and um, um, writing the details and in, 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 in putting in order mm -hmm. how I made it through those, those steps so that I can help navigate someone else that was my my big thing you know as christians we often you know when we get out and we get up to the mountaintop we'll preach from the mountaintop we will sing praises to god from the mountaintop we'll say look you better come on to the mountaintop right because yeah. i've been through something and i'm here and we preach down to people we mm. talk down to people and so when they're in the gutter of their life no one's there with them in the gutter saying okay i'm here with you I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm sitting in the dirt with you. And this is how we're going to navigate this thing one step at a time. And so that was what I did for the book. Um, and it triggered purpose. Mm. Writing that book triggered purpose. It triggered ministry. It triggered my yes. Like my for real, for real, I'm going to do it this time. Yes. Um, and going through that process of writing and publishing a book, I realized that not everybody can do this the way that I was able to do it. And I was only able to do it successfully um, because of the wealth in my, in my background of marketing, media, you know, graphics. I was able to do a lot of it myself and what I could not do or did not have the, the knowledge to do, I researched. I, you know, I went to the conferences. I did all of my due diligence. And then I said, man, you know, if if people do not have that experience and yet they have such um, a book that's needed to get out of them, how will they you know, get it to the marketplace? And that's where the company was birthed and, and the effort to help people write and publish um, and utilizing my infrastructure and my knowledge to help to help get them um, and get that book out of them. You know, I say, you know, get it out your hands and your heart. And get it into the marketplace and it's been this year i think it will make eight years um and you were one of the first yes, yes. <laughs> one of the first brave souls um and i'm, I'm still doing it and, and i love it and um it's allowed me to utilize my gifting that god you know has just placed on the inside just just the ability to be able to see people's vision and translate that, you know, straight through a marketable book. And I'm able to utilize my degrees. Thank you, Jesus. You know, yeah. um, you know, just having that experience and, and working with media and working with nothing was wasted. My pain wasn't wasted. My education wasn't wasted. My time wasn't wasted. Nothing was wasted when I picked up and, and started walking in my purpose. Nothing. Athena, you said it, and someone has said it here before. God doesn't waste 
anything. God doesn't waste. You said it. He doesn't waste your pain. He doesn't waste your experience. Some of us, someone who's watching this and listening to this right now is saying, I'm not doing the job I want to do. I'm not in the, the, the assignment that I want to be in. I'm not in the place I want to be in. And you're thinking, this is a waste. And what God is saying is, there's, there's going to come a time when you recognize, this is why God had me here yes. as long as he had me here doing what I'm doing. Because there'll be something you'll need when you get to your place of purpose that you would have developed in that place that you thought was a place of punishment or a place mm -hmm. of waste. God wastes nothing. And I just thank you for that reminder to us. And, and that's where that's where all of the um, criteria, right? So, you know, we, we, we don't think we, we have what it takes and we may not in the natural sense, but when you put it all together with what God does or what he uses, all of a sudden I had the criteria to write a book. I had the criteria to help um, people through the darkest, difficult times of their life. And it's been, I think I first published in 2015-ish, 15, and the testimonies are still coming in. Wow. You know, people, I, Athena, when's the next one coming out? Yeah. Um, your book helped me so much. You know, it, this testimonies are still coming in from that one book. And I have others. Yeah. <laughs> I, ha I have others. Um, but it's just the, the, the nature and the rawness of, of that particular book because I sat there, you know, with them in, in, in the pit. So that's the beauty of just walking in your purpose and, yeah. and not neglecting um, the call on your life in areas that are not in the little fancy church boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, something you said that I want to make sure I highlight for our listeners. If you're going to monetize your ministry, one of the ways that you can do that is to document your journey, right? You are going through a journey with God right now. And what's interesting is we, as you mentioned, right, we, we, we get to the top of the summit. Wherever that summit is, by the way, all of us know that whatever summit you get to, there's another summit, right, another hill to climb. But we get to wherever we think and we say, yeah, this is it. I made it. But if you had documented your journey or if you take the time even in retrospect to document your journey, you allow that to stand as something that ministers to others. And as you just mentioned, people are looking for that and people are more willing to find a guide than they are to hold on to their money. So they'll pay you for what you've documented as a part of your own journey. Right. You know, we are holding other people's answers. Ooh. Right. We're holding the answers. Um, and how selfish of us to hold someone's answers. You know, it's and I know we don't do it intentionally, but I just I know I've used that. I've never used that word, but it's selfish for for God to give you such a testimony, for God to give you answers, for God to just download you with so much knowledge and expertise and you sit on it and you only tell your spouse or you, you tell your kids or, you know, and that's it. And that's where it dies because you, ha you haven't um, taken the next step into doing it because God doesn't want you to sit on it. Right. He gave you those answers and those solutions for a reason to make an impact. And yes, we can make an impact in, in our sphere of influence. 
And that's cute and that's great. But there's some of us that have answers for people that's not in our sphere of influence. They're not in our state. They're not in our country, right? I have someone who, when I went to, I was called to St. Lucia. It's not as fun as fact. Most people know uh, we have, I have Caribbean roots, St. Lucia. Um, I was called to St. Lucia for a conference, for a women's conference where I shared, you know, I shared the book, I shared the journey and um, I, whatever books that I had, could, whatever books I could carry, I brought it into my suitcase and, you know, they ate it up. They, 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 they bought everything. Um, and then months later, I was being asked back. And one of the persons that purchased the book said, um, I gave my book to a pastor in Jamaica and he's been teaching out of your book every week. Wow. Right. That is the impact that that one book made to an island I, I've never stepped on. Wow. I have not stepped on the island of Jamaica. Yeah. Yet the story that God has given me, the steps that God walked me through to get me back to the land of the living is being taught in a place to people that I would never meet. Wow. It was a price that I had to pay. It was a price that I had to pay, but it was well worth it in order to be able to help people that I would never, ever meet. Wow, that's 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 powerful, Athena. That that is such an uh, amazing just discovery and just what you just said here to us that you what you have can go to places you can't go to, and I want to I want to kind of take us down two roads for the rest of this podcast. One, I want to talk about books, right? Because I think there's an impact that books have. Then I want to also talk about your business building side of it because I think um, both of those both sides of that. Um, it, both of those are your ministry, right? Now, mm -hmm. Athena is a preacher. A Athena serves her local congregation and in other places speaking. But I think your day-to-day -day ministry is what you're doing with helping people write books and building this business. So let's mm -hmm. talk about books for a little bit. You just mentioned something about where your book has gone. And I, I remember seeing a post where someone bought your book. It might have been Australia or England, right? Mm -hmm. Now, we say we have a ministry. And first, the first step is discovering it. But the second step is De developing it into a product, develop de developing it into a way and packaging it so people can exchange money for it. And just talk about books and one, the impact of it. And if someone's out there and they're saying, okay, I don't really know. Um, I have a doubt on that. Like, just talk to them about what some of the steps they need to be taking to begin that process of putting their ministry into a book format. There's so many different ways that can be done um, depending upon where a person is and what they have access to. And so a lot of times, and you, you kind of, you started it with saying, you know, document your process, you know, um, for some people and, and some people know that they have a book in them, but they don't know what kind of book. Um, some people know that they have a story to tell, but they don't know how to tell their story. Um, and then you have some people who who have um, who who write sermons every week, don't realize they have a book in them. Who write lesson plans, you know, for for Bible study and Sunday school, don't realize they have a book in them. Mm -hmm. you, we can repurpose That's what you have. That's a good word. That's right? a good word. Mm -hmm. We can repurpose what you have. So, if you want to 
um, reach other other ministries with what you've been teaching your ministry for the last you know few years on let's say discipleship and you have a core you know curriculum that you've written that you don't even call it a curriculum you just that's your core studies your bible studies or your sunday school lesson studies and you have your notes and you teach the same thing you know once a year for six weeks that's a curriculum <laughs> right and so the question is can it help more more than one church that could be a, a yes can it help in more in more than one region okay can it help in more than one uh conference right if the answer is yes put it in book form yeah. and let's get it out to the world right yeah. um uh people who, who want to tell who, who have a story to tell it doesn't always have to be in a memoir for it, uh, memoirs are great. Um, not everyone are memoir readers, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I did not want to write a memoir. You know, I didn't think my life, the totality of my life was that interesting. I had an interesting um, thing happen to me that was devastating and turned, you know, the, tra the trajectory of my life. But I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted it to be about the journey, right? So I decided that I would use my story as part of a building blocks to get people through. And then so the reason why so many people love the book, because I was so transparent and they were, my story resonated with them. But I knew my, my, my why, which is, is, is what I teach all the time. I didn't want it to be all about me. I wanted it to be about the journey. So I put tools in the book. Mm. Every chapter, I had tools. I had scripture memorization. I had prayer starters. I had things because my secondary audience were were people who would help other people who've been through. So, um, and or people who who could grow spiritually through um, whatever it is that they're going through. So, getting with someone to help you figure out how to get it out and in what genre, what category is super important um, because I see people struggle. Sometimes I get manuscripts for books and they're like three different types of books in one and or two different types of books. And they'll say, well, I had one mind, you know, <laughs> when I was writing it and then I switched it up. And I was like, but you can't do that. Like, you know, yeah. you can't do that. Um, but it happens because, you know, you go through the process and then you start thinking of something new and you don't know how to, you know, blend the two. Um, and you very well could have two separate books. Um, but you so can't write them into one book at the same time. No, you can't. Please. Right. Now, now somebody's probably um, thinking, well, Athena, let's say I, I have, I've been teaching this lesson. I'm teaching on the life of Moses about leadership, right? And I've been teaching it to my group, but everybody's heard about leadership from the life of Moses. Somebody else got that, right? Maybe um john maxwell probably taught on that and so in what i know stops some people and that's books that's courses that's whatever it is to package their knowledge and their their ministry what stops some of us is well i'm sure someone has done that before like what would you say to that person who is holding back from writing and packaging what they their ministry because they feel oh everyone heard that before what would you say to them well, the Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun, okay. okay? So we can take that off the table, but there's only one you, mm -hmm. right? And 
you have a unique context and you have a unique voice. And um, I, I just, I, I was about to skip on to my second point, but I want to deal with this first. You have a unique voice. So while the John Maxwell's or, or the T.D. Jakes or whoever big names you think has done it or said it, yes, they, they've said it, but they have not heard it from you. We, How many books have been written about grief? Plenty, but there were none written by me and my unique story and how I get people to the end, right? Thank God there's more than one book about grief. Mm. Thank God there's more than one book on leadership. Thank mm. God there's more than one viewpoint. We need it all. And so we need the, the unique voice of Kimon. We need your the way that you see ministry, the way you see pastoral leadership. We need that. The generations are different. Cultures are different. Right. So the books that um, our great grandparents and I'm going down the line here, the books that our great grandparents read, let's say, assuming they had books about leadership and <laughs> and, yeah. and whatever yeah. it is that we think, you know, assuming they had that. Right. How different would that be? Wow. A book about that same subject, you know, 80 years ago. Right. It's different. So our you know, our voices are different. Our contexts are different. You and I can talk or you and I can write about the same exact subject and we will have a different viewpoint. I'm a, a black female. Well, we're both Caribbean. So, you know, we got that. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a black female. You're a black male. You've had this role. You have that role. You're a husband. So you think differently than me as a wife. So we can write about the same topic and pull out different things. When we look at the Bible and we read the Bible, do we not see different things from the same That's right. scripture? Do Sometimes we not we, get we fresh see revelation? We see it. Yeah, we go back at the same text and see something else, right? All right. So your voice is needed. Now, the publisher side of, of, of the answer is do your research. All right. So, you know, as, as a publisher, if I see something that, you know, okay, this is this is a devotional, there's 18 million devotionals, what makes sure it's different, find something different to do, find something different to say, um, find a different niche. So you want to do your research. There's, you need, you should find a book similar to what you want to write and then figure out what's missing, figure out what That's voice good. is missing, That's good. right? Figure out the context, you know? Um, and that be that will be your point of view for the book. That's how you make your book different, and that's how you market that book, right? So um, different is great. Too different that no one has ever weird. done. It's probably because it's not it's supposed. Weird. To. <laughs> weird. <laughs> that's why I say nothing new under the sun. So there should be something under the yeah. sun. Yeah. If not, you know. You make a good point. It's like you, 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 there's a reference point. This is in the same connection, connected to this, but it's different in this way. And that's what I'm hearing. So the fact that there is some similarities should not stop you. It actually should say, okay, this is a, this is a proof of concept. This shows that there is a market for this. People are looking for this voice and looking for this message. And I add my voice to it. Absolutely. You know, we stop ourselves from, from the writing. We, we, it's that we sabotage ourselves mm. so much. And 
and you can include who you can say whoever the we is. But we, especially as Christians, yeah, that's good, who have access to divine power, we self sabotage ourselves so much and keep ourselves back so much, and and we shouldn't because we have access to everything, you know. So it's it's. It's saying no to that to those limiting beliefs and that self-sabotaging, you know, behavior and, and thoughts um, and pushing forward. You know, the enemy will love for you to sit on your gifts. The enemy will love for you not to share your book, not to share your testimony, not to share your solutions. Oh, yes. You know, wouldn't that be great if Kimon stopped? preaching, if he stopped teaching, if he stopped encouraging businesses and, and entrepreneurs to get what they have on the inside of them out, wouldn't that be great if he stopped doing that, right? The enemy would love that. And yeah. sometimes we feed into that. Absolutely. You know, so this is a great, you know, platform. And it's a great opportunity to push what's inside of you out. And if it generates income, Yay and amen. Let it be so. A lot of people don't realize in order for that to happen, in order for my book to get to Australia, it costs money. Yeah. <laughs> right? It costs money. It costs money for paper. It costs money for um, shipping and, and production, you know? So um, we shouldn't be afraid to attach um, fees and finances. And, and we are. And, and we do. Yeah. Um, we want to be humble and we want to be graceful and, and all of these things, but it takes money to reach the masses. Absolutely. That's a good one. It takes money to reach the masses. And Athena, I want to talk about your business side because you've built a business from writing your own book and self-publishing to now. I mean, you, you tell us how many books have you helped others to, to publish now? I just, I safely say over a hundred, I just say a hundred and plus, you know, cause I stopped counting. You know, I, I read my website. And I, had to, I know. Yeah. I, I went through the process of, of, of counting and I was just like, wait a minute. I remember, you know, Kimo, when I was so nervous to purchase my first um, set of ISBN numbers. Um, if you're purchasing one, it's $125. If you purchase a hundred you got a good price yeah. let's say it was 500 whatever yeah so it made sense right i was so nervous to purchase that first bundle of a hundred and i remember when my uh my assistant say athena were out of isbns and that was you know it wasn't long ago it was you know maybe a year or two ago we're out of isbns and that was a blessing. It was a problem, but it was a blessing um, because I realized that, man, I've done that many books. And that was the books that were published under our print, our imprint, and that the books that we've done off of our imprint, all those we've helped publish on someone else's imprint. So I've been able to help, you know, well over hundreds of, of authors publishing, writing, or editorial services, graphic design services, because that's, you know, that's how I, how it all started. Yeah. So, Athena, do you mind if I pick your brain for the next, like, three, three minutes for someone else who has a business and they want to 
to learn how to grow their business, right? So a lot of times we talk to people who are getting started. I want to talk to someone who's trying to grow based on your lessons. How are you getting the word out about your business? Like what's, what's your main method of doing it? You know, the thing that has served me the best has been word of mouth and has been referrals. Um, you found me through word of mouth. Right. And you've sent people to me <laughs> from your experience and then right. word of mouth. And then those people yeah. and that it kept going. And so the bad part about it is I stopped. I, I didn't have time to execute great advertising and marketing strategies in, in my startup time because word of mouth was multiplying so quickly. I didn't have to do much, but do my job well. Um, um, and you, but you can't live off of word of mouth because people will forget. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I had to, you know, generate, um, you know, more business, but word of mouth and having a good, um, having a good system, having a good service and having a good reputation. I don't care how great your images are, flyers are, reels, you know, if you cannot back up what you say you are and back it up with professionalism and integrity, all of that, all of your business will crumble. Sure. I have been in business for this long, not because I'm the only one that's doing it, may not be the, only, the, the best one, although I think I'm pretty good at it, um, but it's because I do it authentically with kingdom excellence and I do it where people trust me because yeah. um, I'm, I'm holding their baby. I'm yeah. holding their baby. So there's, there's a high level of trust that comes with it and it's not cheap, <laughs> right? There, there's, there's, there's money involved. There's months involved. And so I've been able to scale and stay in business because people trust me and people come back to me because they trust that they trust my process. Okay. Especially once you get through it, <laughs> they trust their process. They respect the work that I do. Um, and that has undergirded me even through, you know, inflation and times getting harder through COVID and through all of these challenges, um, people will come back and say, okay, Let's do this again or yeah, have another yeah, book yeah. or, you know, what I want to send to you. Right. And, and, you know, that that has to be the, the underpin of your business. And that word there, you said it trust. I think for anyone doing any sort of business, if you're going to monetize, you want to grow. Trust is a commodity that you do not want to like lose. Right. You want to make sure and people tr even if you. Here's what's crazy. If someone doesn't even pay you enough, let's say you charge for a service and you do the math later on, you realize, man, I undercharged. Exactly. I, I do not give them less quality than you would have if they paid full price. Mm -hmm. Give them the best because they're still trusting you and you never know who that one person is. Not saying that you're doing it so they go tell people, but once we get good service, it's natural that we tell, right? Mm -hmm. So what you just talked about there, and I, I've, I've been on the other side of it as 
one of your clients, your customers, you have taken what I've given and you've the utmost just quality and the process. And so it was just natural. You didn't ask me to just anytime someone said, I want to write a book, Athena, you got to go to Water Springs Media. And I think for anyone else that 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 lesson right there, just absolutely excellence in whatever you do. And and I I think that's where and that's where ministry comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I felt early on, like, man, this just feels like ministry. You know, um, I would do it for free. I used to say, you know, I would do it. I love this so much. I would do it for free. And my husband would say, stop saying I that. Say, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I know Jack wasn't playing that. <laughs> yeah. He would say, stop saying that. But it was hard. It's such it's such gratification. The money provides the income and it, it pays for the services. And I don't do this alone. I have teams, so I have expenses. But the gratification mm-hmm. from seeing that book in my hands, um, seeing the book done and knowing that I had a part in that, that gratification is just, it's out of this world. Having an author who was so nervous in the beginning of the process, scared, anxiety, because they don't know what they're doing and um, they're, they're just trusting me blindly, you know, having them at the end, confidence, selling books and and at conferences and events and and into uh, schools and organizations, and I'm seeing them fly and flourish. Yeah. It's the best feeling in the world, and wow. it exceeds the invoices. It exceeds yeah. uh, the payments. Um, and knowing that they're they're content, knowing that I played a part in that. That's to me. It, it, you know, I, I know what you and my husband are going to say, but that to me is income as well. That yeah. to me is added. Even the books that, you know, Lord, I know I didn't price right. You know, um, more, more, you know, more work came. God doesn't waste, you know, opportunity. Right. And, and yes, right. they came. Nothing was wasted. But seeing, you know, authors, seeing someone who was so nervous about the process, seeing them at the other end, best feeling in the world. The wow. best. That's good. So, Athena, I know. I've um, watched you now. You're the publishing boss. You're not only helping people to write books and publish them, but you're also helping people with the publishing part of it and the writing part of it. Talk to us about those things. Tell people where they can find some of those resources. I want people to be able to connect with what you have to offer. So kind of just just share with my audience, share with those who are watching and listening uh, what you offer and how they can connect with you. Sure. Well, you know, at Water Springs Publishing, you know, we offer the the wealth of of publishing and getting your book, you know, out of your hands and into the marketplace and everything in between. And in most recent um, months, and it's this last year, maybe, yeah, this last year, I've started focusing on the writing part and helping people um, organize and, and get that book out. It was a part of the audience that I could not attend to when I started the publishing side because I just was turning out books. But there were so many people that were saying, but if I could just finish my book, if I could just organize it, I'd be able to get it to you. Um, and so I really, I, I've gotten to a, a, a place in the business where I can now do both and really help people who are struggling to write the book, struggling to tell their story and figure out how to get it down. So we have, um, I have a variety of programs um, that people can uh, do to get their book book out of them on thepublishingboss.com. 
That's where I have coaching, individual coaching, group coaching, book camps, um, downloads and such. So thepublishingboss.com, that's where you'll find all of those writing, um, access to those writing helps. And then at Waterspanks Publishing, you have that book that's finished, you think it's finished and you're ready to publish. Um, that's where we're able to take that book out of your hands and get it into the marketplace. And so that is waterspringspublishing.com. Well, Waterspring Media is fine. I just changed my um oh, you, my I, domain I, I, today. I, <laughs> I know I just you, I just you, you, you said you changed it when today? Well, I I changed it a while ago, but I just finally did the merge and everything okay. whatever. So I'm gonna drop okay. uh, the Water Springs Media. But yes, um no, no, the funny thing is I was like I know it's Water Springs Media. Like, okay, Water Springs. Okay, <laughs> so been, the publishing yeah. boss. I see it. The publishing boss. That's to help writing. you with the writing mm -hmm. part of it. And then the waterspringspublishing.com to help you. I, I, get, I get it. I get it. I get it. Now you see, see what I had to do there. You see yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, turn 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 that all around. Um, and the last piece was today. Um, yeah. So those are the, the two places you're able to uh, reach me. And whether it's writing or whether it's publishing, um, that's where I am. All right. And then on social media, how can people find you? On social media, the publishing boss, um, uh, on Instagram, as well as Facebook. It's, you know, Athena Shag, the publishing, the publishing boss there. And then we also have, you know, at Water Springs Publishing as well. Again, you know, writing, publishing, I, I service both of those, but that's where you can find me on, um, uh, Instagram and waters, uh, Instagram and Facebook under Water Springs Publishing as well. Awesome, Athena. Thank you. I'm I'm, I'm trying to get the publishing boss. Oh. And by the way, I do love that um that title, the publishing boss. I you, love helped, the... you helped me get to it. You helped me <laughs> get to it, and like you know what? Well, yeah, yeah, I'm the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love when people like step into that God given identity. Like not not that this is just who you are, but this is a part of. The role that I play to help people. I'm a publishing boss, and just saying that with some godly confidence. I, I love that that um, that you are helping people from the writing of their story to the publishing of that. That is such a ministry, and they are transformed in the process, and lives are transformed when they get it out. So, Athena, thank you for your yes, ministry. Yes, and and thank you for staying on me and helping me. <laughs> push through, uh, you know, all, all these years. Cause there were some times where I'm like, I just want to give up. And you said something very important to me that I, I hear you say all the time now, but you said like, you know, people need you, people need you. And so I said, well, you know what? I, I guess I got to keep going. But that, that was what I needed to hear on the day that I needed to hear it. Wow. So I didn't drop, I didn't drop what God had given me. So thank you for your continued encouragement um, throughout the years and just just pushing me. Thank oh, you're you. welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Our guest today has been the publishing boss, Athena Shack. Um, she just shut uh, just a wonderful, um, resilient minister of God and someone who is, who has taken your ministry into the marketplace and is continuing to just I mean the exponential reach of your ministry is going to be one that you're only going to, to to really see the full impact when we get to the kingdom. And so, Athena, thank you for being on today. And for you, make sure that you connect with Athena. You have a book in you. You have something that God has placed on your heart. Make sure you connect with her. And don't let 
Don't talk yourself out of what God has for you and what God has put inside of you. Make sure you take your ideas, you take that business idea, that ministry, and let's bring it to life. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.